0: In this video, I'm gonna tell you just exactly why Apple isn't putting M1 or M2 into the iPhone. Not the current iPhone 13 and not the upcoming iPhone 14 either. iMac, sure. iPad Pro, why the hell not? But iPhone? No. iPhone Pro? No. Hit that subscribe button and bell to help build the best community in tech, and I'll explain. Apple put M1 into the iPad Pro. So why not, at the very least, the iPhone Pro? It'd give us Thunderbolt, if nothing else. Yes? No! And for two main reasons. First, they kind of already did that. M1 is based on the A14 Bionic, same Firestorm performance cores, same Ice Storm efficiency cores, same G13 graphics cores. You get the idea. M1 is basically A14X, as in A14 with some extra cores, or to put it another way, A14 is basically M1 Jr. So Apple's been there, shipped that, all the way back to the iPhone 12. And that means in terms of pure Silicon IP generation, putting M1 to the iPhone 14 would be just a massive generational step backwards, like a two year step backwards by the time September rolls around again. Which, can I just say, even though 2020 turned out to be the longest Tuesday in March ever, 2021 and now 2022 feel like they've gone by in a blink, whatever. I just mean September will be here all too soon enough. So on a pure single core performance and efficiency basis, putting M1 in the iPhone 14 makes just absolutely the kind of sense that doesn't. Apple's Silicon team is maniacal about stuff like this, just zero acceptable regression ever. So if M1 really is 2020 era, A14 Bionic generation IP, then why is Apple still putting it into new Macs? And that's entirely because there are two ways to push a chipset architecture forward. One is through time and the other is through space. Apple has been pushing out new generations of A series chipsets every year on the year for over a decade now. It just takes them pretty much the whole entire year to push those out and that's time. But Apple's also been putting out X versions of the A series not every year, not always on the year, but for many years, for just about a decade now as well. And those X versions have literally extra cores. They're bigger, even if that space is also subject to time. So Apple spins out a dance of ice and firestorm cores, and those go into the A14 Bionic for the iPhone 12 in October. Then Apple adds the extra CPU and GPU cores more RAM, Thunderbolt controllers, and all the other extras. And that goes into M1 for the MacBook Air in November. And then Apple changes up and adds even more extra CPU and GPU cores, RAM, Thunderbolt controllers, ProRes rendering engines. And that goes into the MacBook Pro the following October, but all built on that same IP generation foundation because the A series, it has to ship every year on the year for the new iPhone and that means the iPhone 13 got A15 last year. Next generation Avalanche performance cores, Blizzard efficiency cores, G14 graphics cores, and yes, Christopher Walken level, wow, a version of that ProRes engine that Apple was working on for the M1 Pro and Max, because there's really no rules against mixing and matching off-core features, and I mean, personally, you love to see it. And yes, sure, A15 was a little faster and a lot cooler than A14, on a core for core basis, but that really doesn't matter for Macs with M1 and just way, way, way more massively more cores, not in the critical way that it matters for the much smaller enclosure of the iPhone and maybe the smaller updated MacBook or MacBook Air eventually as well. Because with those extra M1 cores comes extra M1 power draw and heat. And a lot of it, a modern A series iPhone CPU pulls maybe six to seven Watts, an M1 CPU, maybe 16 or more. The MacBook Air in the not yet updated design can only sustain M1 flat out for around 20 minutes before it saturates. An iPhone 14 Pro with that fifth GPU core already throttles under heavy load. Eight GPU cores, it would melt faster than that new emoji face. But what about M2? Could Apple, would Apple, should Apple put that in iPhone 14 or maybe just the iPhone 14 Pro? No. If we see M2 before the fall, like in a new MacBook Air or iPad Pro this spring or summer, it would almost certainly be based on the current generation A15 IP, Avalanche and Blizzard, just like M1 was based on A14 generation IP, Firestorm and Ice Storm. And Apple already put the A15 to the iPhone 13, so that'd still be a step back, a regression. No, 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 how no. And again, Apple Silicon team is basically Ethan Hunt level living manifestations of destiny about all of that. But if we see M2 towards the end of the year, then it's possible it could be based on the next generation A16 IP instead, which is rumored to be once again getting a process shrink, this time from five nanometers down to four nanometers, maybe even three. And that means that Apple could pack even more performance, even more transistors into the same size die, the same performance into a smaller die, or most likely a better balance of both. In other words, way faster again, but also just way, way more efficient again. And while that might sound like something Apple could just cram into an iPhone, you know, if they took a crowbar or some PIM particles to it, the answer would still be just a full on Roy Kent caliber. Nine. Because M2 is rumored to be getting even more cores than M1, up to 10 graphics cores. And the iPhone's thermal envelope is just already going thermonuclear with five. So unless Apple just decides that the hype around M1 is so freaking hype that they just have to go all in on that brand and actually rename the chipset to M2 Junior or more likely M2 Air or M2 Mini, whatever. My best guess is that the iPhone 14 will get the next in the series that has carried it all this way so far already, the A16. Oh, yeah. And either way, anyway, All signs point towards it being just one hell of a system on a chip and the iPhone 14 being just one hell of an iPhone. And that's just exactly why I've been working so hard on my B-roll lately. I wanna be ready. I wanna up my game. And I've been using Marquez Brownlee, MKBHD Skillshare course to do it. He's the tech reviewer's tech reviewer and his Skillshare takes you through his whole entire review making process from how he scripts, to how he reads, to how he shoots, everything that you need to get better or just to get started. And it's by no means just MKBHD. Today's sponsor, Skillshare, is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for anyone, anyone who loves learning from video and photography to illustration and design, business and freelancing, and so, so much more you can find a Skillshare class that'll match your goals, maybe even fuel your next side hustle or a whole new career. And because you're watching this video right now, the first 1,000 of you who click the link in the description will get a one month trial of Skillshare for free. So just click that button on the screen and start exploring your creativity today. Clicking on that button really helps out the channel and so does hitting up this playlist for more, just way more on the iPhone 14. So hit up that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.